Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the incoming Gambit changes with Season of the Drifter announced by Bungie. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. I'm probably live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Uh, and catch me live to enjoy these question and answer sessions. If you're watching on YouTube, clicking that like button and that subscribe button is an easy way to support what I do. Uh, thank you, Yoshin, for 12 months, as high as I am for 5 months and 6 months from Hacked. Guys, thank you so much for the support. I love you. Jumping right into the questions. This question and answer session is going to get cut short as soon as the vid doc goes live in exactly 1 hour and 45 minutes. So I'm giving you a heads up now in the chat as well as those listening or watching elsewhere. First question. Cocomungus. I liked uh, Black Armory as there was a theme of endgame content uh, and I knew what I was paying for. In Joker's Wild, do you think there's going to be a similar format? One basic endgame activity uh, with just a spin on that or, uh, per mode. Well, uh, thank you for gifting subs as well, guys. Check the chat. Silent just gifted some subs. Thank you very much for doing that, Silent. Um, without a raid, okay, you're saying the endgame content for BA was Forges. That's my concern for Season of the Drifter. I'm sorry, Joker's Wild. My concern for Joker's Wild is if that's the centerpiece, I'm just worried about Gambit. Um, you know, I, I just I, I don't think Gambit's good enough to kind of carry uh, the DLC and carry the content. I would want a significant amount of more to do and to, to, to kind of cycle through. I hope they have an eight-minute video today because they have bigger plans and aspirations than just that. Like that, I don't think they're going to trot out an eight-minute video. I, my hope would be some of the NPCs and some of the other content are coming back in some respect. So we have other things to do other than grind through whatever this pinnacle version of Gambit is. Because the Gambit changes I don't think are significant enough. As I said in my video, there are foundational issues with Gambit. And I don't think the changes get to those foundational issues. Boss fights are a joke. Invasion's way too influential. And if those things are not retooled to be grossly and vastly different than they are now, Gambit will not change all that much and continue to be, I think, a disliked game in Destiny. Uh, the next question from mm, that guy. What types of changes do you think Bungie is thinking about doing uh, to be able to rake in casual gamers that aren't attracted to Gambit? I would hope they would take what I've said, not like they need to listen to me. I think people completely misunderstand when I'm like, I had an idea about this. I'm not trying to take credit for the ideas. Like, okay, when I reference my ideas, it's because we talk a, a lot about ideas here. When I said that they should take the Ada bounties and put them in all of the NPCs, and then you grind weekly like the Drifter uh, or Zavala or, you know, uh, Devrim K, have like a bounty for a weapon that week and you can grind that. I think that's what they should do to rake in the casuals. I think that's what you do. Like you give them a very like low entry grind to chase loot that I think that loot being left back in year one is a shame because year one sucks so bad and there's a lot of great loot back there. You apply random rolls, give us a couple pinnacle weapons to chase, like give me a pinnacle version of the old fashioned to chase and I'll chase it. That would be, I think, a very, very good way to get those casuals in there because again, Gambit, the core of Gambit is just, it's a PvP game mode in disguise. It's a sweat fest. And I'm worried, I really, really worried that they're going to get stuck. They're going to get stuck in that sweaty feel, that PvP game mode and design fee, d- design feel. And I don't think that's good for casuals. Now, keep in mind, 
the annual pass and Forsaken were meant to kind of turn the corner for the game and target the hobbyist players to give hobbyists an expanded endgame. So we don't want the annual pass to become about the casuals. That's not what I'm saying. But as I've said a lot with Anthem, you have to have a doorway into the fun. You have to have that low entry point. If you don't, you lose a significant chunk of your people, and that's not good for the game. Uh, Blagadoo. As a solo player who hates Gambit in PvP, do you think there will be much content for me? I addressed this in the talk and just kind of touched on it. I really hope there is something for you, yes. But I can't speak on it until we watch the vid doc. Chester says... What do you expect from Joker's Wild, Lono Stradamus? I'm worried there's going to be very little to do, and re- and a reveal four days before release says to me there's not much to see. Uh, as I understand it, Joker's Wild will not be coming this Tuesday. Season of the Drifter is coming this Tuesday, and then Joker's Wild will be the week after. We're going to have to wait for clarity on that from Bungie. Seasons are free. Annual Pass is the stuff that costs. So, Black Armory... Joker's Wild and Penumbra are the named DLCs that are part of the annual pass. Season of the Drifter, Season of the Forge, and Season of the Shadow are the free seasonal changes that you don't have to spend a dime for. So I would think that they're giving us plenty of warning about Joker's Wild. Again, eight minutes is a long time. If all they're going to do is talk about the new Gambit mode and the new loot that you can kind of get from the Gambit Motor Drifter. I think eight minutes, I think there's going to be quite a bit more in this in this content than we were thinking, and that's at least my hope. I really, really hope that. Pros Canadian Gaming. <clears throat> Do you think there will be any PvE content in Joker's Wild? Wow, this is all we're getting right now. Um, I, I, this We're getting a lot of versions of this question, so if I skip over these types of questions, that's just because there, there's no reason to keep saying what I'm saying. I literally kind of just answered this question. You guys submitted these questions really close together. So try sometimes to see, oh, somebody just asked that. I shouldn't submit my questions. Like, these questions are on each other's heels. So I'm not asking you to pay attention to chat because it moves fast. But sometimes just be aware, like, oh, I already a- that's already gotten asked. Try and ask something a little bit different. And don't get mad if I skip over your question. Uh, Pastry Din, how do you feel about the nerfs to shotgun and one-eyed mask? All right, so I'm going to have to do an entire talk about the rapid-fire shotgun nerf. Uh, and people aren't going to like hearing me say it, but um, the whole wrong per usual thing, we can have a wry chuckle about that. Because I said after my video, the Icolos video, and everyone came here, uh, everyone came here to give me crap and tell me that like, oh, you're an idiot, you're dumb. And I was like, rapid fire shotguns will be nerfed. They are a problem, right? Um, you know, they are a problem. So, rapid-fire shotguns will be nerfed. I told people. I said there is no way to make snipers and fusion rifles compete with the method of delivering damage on a rapid-fire shotgun. And people said I was full of it. People said there's no reason to touch them. People said they're going to leave them alone. Uh, And I know people are going to be like, well, I hope you're happy, Lono. More nerfs, more nerfs, more nerfs. Okay? There is a difference between nerfing shards of Galanor because of PvP and nerfing the rapid fire shotguns because of a lack of hierarchical balance in the game there's a humongous difference between the two right no one's using any other secondary weapon rapid fire shotguns are it that is boring and bland and flat in a loot pursuit power fantasy game i get it i totally get it people are like 
but we've done this and we're fast at this and bliggity bliggity blah and I'm like yeah and in a loot pursuit power fantasy game there are entire weapon types that are completely and utterly ignored because as I said many months ago rapid fire shotguns are outside the bell curve they're just they're not where we want them at first I set my sights on the Ikelos shotgun but then the more testing we did and the more we looked at it we're like dude rapid fire shotguns are ridiculous they're just they're they dole out way too much damage way too fast they're supposed to be a gut buster shield popper you know major killer and they're basically pinnacle damage weapons and they shouldn't be it doesn't make any sense to have a secondary weapon functioning in that way and this needed to happen um, Eugene was saying that from the start. Yeah, Eugene was one of the people telling me from the start, Lono, it's not the Ikelos, it's not the Ikelos, it's, you know, it's rapid-fire shotguns. Well, we were both right, because they did, they did tone down Ikelos, but then they also saw what we saw. It, it's both. It's both and. It's not an either-or. It wasn't like, it's either the Ikelos, or it's rapid-fire shotguns. It was actually a both-and situation they both needed addressed. So, I'm going to talk about it. It needed to happen. One-Eyed Mask needed to address too in PvP. I don't know how much it'll affect PvE, but, you know... Like, nerfing something because there's no representation in the game sometimes is necessary. You can't bring fusion rifles and sniper rifles up to the lethality and the efficacy of rapid-fire shotguns. It's not possible. So when you're like, oh, well, let's just nerf everything, let's not then. And let's play with a one-dimensional secondary weapon slot till the end of time. I want you to be happy, folks that hate nerfs, because I hate nerfs too, but let's be reasonable. Come on. Do you want to play with rapid-fire shotguns for basically for forever? No one's forcing you to play with them, Lono. Again, it's a power fantasy loot pursuit game and entire weapon types and archetypes are made completely irrelevant by rapid fire shotguns it's it's dumb your rapid fire shotguns can still be good but other weapons can now be given room to breathe this gives bungie room to say let's raise fusions let's raise sniper rifles and have more interchange between the secondary weapon loadouts that people use loaded question has been quite good all season nothing at all holds a candle to how strong rapid fire shotguns are you're not even in the ballpark of a rapid fire shotgun if you do actual testing it's a joke it is a joke um what do you think of sudden death round and gambit i talked about this in my in my talk i think this is going to exacerbate the problem of the melt i think the boss fight is a throwaway uninteresting stupid engagement it's just so uninteresting and we were given promises both in tweets and at the summit that they were going to make sure we couldn't melt bosses and then they're just punting they're Like, well just make it a part of the identity of the game mode I guess I, I think it's dumb I, the, the back and forth the intensity from the fight mechanics would completely change the nature of the engagement to make them far more interesting than apply the melt formula it's just it literally is just apply the melt formula and, and for the rap and for that sudden death round I <laughs> That's all, that's, that's all it's going to be. You're literally going to lose to somebody who can melt a little bit faster than you. No mechanics, no nuance, no nothing. Like, it just... That, to me, is just monumentally boring. Uh, just so boring. Um, so, I... Again, these are foundational, 
issues with Gambit. Disagree, Gambit is way too long. Alright, so we can talk about that though, twitching with rage and not and not make the boss fight more of a joke. If Gambit's too long, you could shorten the moat grind, you could lessen invasion and have the boss fight be more of a nuance and more of a mechanically based thing and net and net a quicker turnover of games. I get the intention. I should have included that in my video. I'm glad you brought that up. I get the intention. Games are taking too long. I agree with you. Let's shake hands on that. But I don't think the answer is to double down on the frivolity and the silliness of the boss fight. You're just doubling down. It's like, well, everybody said the boss fight's kind of stupid and, and no, and there's nothing to it. It's easier to kill the boss than like a plate full of blockers sometimes. I mean, so I, I'm I'm agreeing with the intention of like speeding things up, but I don't think they did it in the way that I would have. Again, there's too many foundational problems with the game mode. Scott Mowry, how much backstory uh, about the Drifter do you think will be lay out for us? No idea. I mean, it'll be cool to like find out what that. Apparently, according to Chris Barrett, we're gonna find out what the rock behind his ship is, uh, and I think that's pretty exciting because that's kind of weird, isn't it? You know. Um, oh, we still alive. Holy frick. Uh, so I, you know, I'm excited about that story. Story doesn't carry story. Doesn't carry the grind story. Doesn't carry the grind. So I, I'm excited, but I hope they didn't, I didn't hope they didn't put a lot of eggs in that basket. Cause we need a grind. We need to loot pursuit. We don't have one right now. We don't have a very good one right now. Uh, Teddy Lono is someone thinking of getting into D2. What would, uh, would now be a good time to do so? I would wait and see what they say about how fast they're going to help you level up. Luke Smith said they were thinking about ways to rubber band people. We've not heard anything. Right now, I think the biggest thing that would be daunting for you is just how long it would take you to kind of catch up with your friends or other people. Um, long, long, uh, it's, it's quicker. It's quicker. They've made good changes, but they've not made much progress in getting you out of the crap levels. Uh, That would be the biggest hurdle for you. Um, As I've said before in my Get Rid of the Milestones video, everything should level you up, and every time they increase the level cap, the leveling should be more rapid to the old cap. Okay? So, Season of the Drifter, the new level cap 700. Awesome. Getting to 650 should be like greased lightning. You should be able to get to 650 like it's freaking nothing. Why? Because that level cap is irrelevant. I think he, did he shoot my Nova? Or did my Nova hit the ceiling? I don't know what the frick just happened. Like, as soon as there's a new level cap, the old cap should be just... Uh, you just boom true i'm 650 and then the 650 to 700 should also be streamlined everything you're doing in the game should level you up just go just go for a classic leveling system get people into the content get people into the game this idea this this idea that like we we need we need leveling to be like a value point ship that down the river the hardcore players blast through leveling and slow leveling only does one thing it achieves one thing it frustrates people that are interested in the new content get the freaking milestones out of the game 
make leveling classic RPG leveling where harder content levels you up faster so you can play whatever the frick you want and your two hour play session feels like you got something accomplished. The leveling in this game is literally, I'm not exaggerating, it is the worst leveling I have ever seen in an RPG. It is atrociously bad. It is an import from a system in vanilla D2 that was designed to extend playtime because D2 launched as a barren wasteland of longevity and they arbitrarily extended all of that with milestones and we're still sitting in that gross sour situation the leveling in this game is awful and if you want people to be like oh season of the drifter here's a free value point love a new level cap that will never seem like a value point if leveling stays the way that it is right now if, 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 if it never changes, then people are never going to look at your annual pass content or your, or your seasonal content with any sense of, oh man, I really want to jump back into Destiny, right? <laughs> it, no, it's like a finger poking him in the eye. 700? Are you kidding me? I'm like 620 just now. I, 700? It's a, it's a, it's a, cho- it's seen as a chore. It's seen as a chore, so that that's that's where I land on 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 if you oh should I get into D two right now? I would wait. They need to make significant promises about and, and make significant changes to how you level up as a player. It is not it is not a value point to have leveling be slowly done slowly. Any hardcore player that tells you leveling needs to be slow is just. They're full of it, man. They level up to max in a week. How is that a value point? How? How? That's not a value. You're there in a week. It, it's not even long lasting for you. It's it's a joke. It's just a hurdle. To, it's just a hurdle to content. Is all it is. A bad hurdle to content. Uh, Rex. What do you think about Bungie could do to the Warlock boss melt? I personally think that they what they did with the linear fusions and the primeval are perfect. However, Hunter and Titans can't melt like Warlock. I mean, I, the, the melt the melt can be stopped with mechanics. Don't mess with good builds. They already did that with freaking shards. Don't mess with good builds. Apply mechanics so you can't melt him. Just you can't melt the meatball. It isn't that difficult. Listen, at the very least, I'll give you something real easy. This is an easy one. Just apply the shield mechanic from the meatball to every boss fight. Just do that. If they did that, that's your that that's the start. That's your start, okay? The, the the boss fights actually got a little bit more nuance and back and forth now. They're all like they're all like the meatball. But instead, you've got like this really fun back and back and forth fight that is really fun that doesn't show up consistently, and then the rest of the fights are just a joke. They're the bosses literally throw away trash. They're literally throw away trash. It's like summon a primeval, bank those moats, and summon a primeval. Here comes primeval. The primeval's dead. Like that's it. It's supposed to be this crescendo, this moment of like, here he comes, the primeval. He's dead. It's it's thematically stupid. (laughs) It's dumb. And now 
They've doubled down. Sudden death in the third round. Here comes the primeval. Sudden death. He's dead. You lost. What? That wasn't a fight. What was that? It, I blinked and it's over. It's just it's 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 one of the things where it's just like they I, I don't understand. You have they have the tool to slow it down and actually be a, a fun back and forth fight. Every time I've had a meatball fight, even when I've lost, even when I've lost, I'm like, that was a good fight. I'm like, that was a back and forth. It actually lasted. There's this intensity. There's like this clench moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, okay, okay. Go invade, go invade, go invade. They just, their 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 shields must be up. Their their damage stopped, right? Instead, it's this. It's like health, 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 health. Over. What? What happened? The blockers last longer, for frick's sake. It just, <laughs> it's foundational. It's foundational to the problem with the game. So. Yeah, and I like to do the drifter impression. Two switch. What do you think of the changes Bungie will be making to the blockers? I know we've already said that goblins uh, did not uh, infinitely shield each other in playtesting, but it still worries me. Oh yeah, so they're not gonna have like the blocking crap going on. I worry about people playing from behind. I don't want if that guy if they show up and shield the boss, that's a problem because that's gonna be really disruptive and you're gonna lose to the melt not because you got outplayed but because somebody played from behind covered your covered your 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 platform in blockers that can shield the boss like that's that's my concern. It's like now hang on just a minute here. I'm not saying but no 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 let us melt if the nature if the nature of the boss fight is melt, and you can very easily disrupt that melt by playing from behind and covering the platform in small blockers, that's a problem. And if we know something about Bungie, it's... They don't have a very good history about thinking through these things. Like Queen Breakers. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in them thinking that through. Oh, they're not going to shield each other. Great. What about the boss? <laughs> what about the boss? You had Queen Breakers with double aim assist for what five months, and you didn't you didn't either didn't realize it or didn't think it was worthy of fixing for almost half of a year. An exotic with double the intended aim assist uh, that basically single handedly ruined the game mode, and it took you this long to figure that out. So part of me is just kind of like, I don't know. I hope they thought about this stuff because <laughs> you know, I hope they thought about this stuff. Cause that could be really annoying. Oh, here come three small blockers. Yeah, boss is shielded. Yeah, we can't, there's, we're done. We lost because we can't do any damage, and he's in the way, and he's damaging us and throwing us back, and it's hard to get. He's in the way. We can't kill the little guys. Like it could become really, really problematic. Uh, Foodans, do you think Mamba uh, Mamba will introduce big changes to the gambit game mode that many players are looking for? I've dealt with this question. This is generic. I don't even know what you mean by Mamba. Uh, Bird of words. How do you keep your hair so beautiful? Uh, please, please. This has been established. Do not submit questions like this. I'm de- I'm dedicating an hour to two hours answering questions from the community, and this is nonsense. Please don't do this. If I allow you to do it, I'm gonna have to cut through mountains of bullcrap every day are of nonsense questions so you think you're being cute and funny it isn't cute and funny and we don't like it so you only got away with it because i guess a mod didn't see it please don't do that you you think you're being original you're not and if i let you do it then everyone will do it and it'll disrupt the flow of q a 
uh, Pastry Din. How do you feel about Nerf's shotgun, one-eyed mask? You already asked this question. I already answered it. Uh, Sci Fireman says, with the change of sudden death in the third round, how do you think Bungie should handle ammo economy uh, and super energy? Should supers reset completely? Uh, should some heavy ammo carry over in the pre- into the previous round? I, this, how are we not through this yet? Uh, I just can't read the questions and drive because they do the double left train. Uh, should supers reset completely? Should some heavy ammo carry over? Should we all start with special ammo? Oh my gosh. That's a really good question. I didn't even consider this. Think about it like this. Think about it like this. If you win the first round, okay? If you win the first round, uh, Mamba is a working name for the new Gambit experience. Oh, I had zero freaking clue that that's what they were calling it. Um, I guess it makes sense because of the snakes, right? Aren't there like snakes interwoven in the in the in the little token? So Mamba is a snake, Black Mamba. Um, anyway. Here's the thing. You could basically see we're probably going to lose, let them melt their boss, and then you basically throw, and then you are literally stacked to the rafters for round three. Right? If they don't do something, the team that loses the second will win most games because they're holding on to supers. Right, exactly. And again, I don't think Bungie has the best track record with Gambit considering like they don't do a good job considering optimum builds optimum strategy that's what people will do teams already do that says lethal right like they train they 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 train at the beginning of round three because they like oh we'll just throw number two because it's gonna we we can just kind of steamroll the ads with our supers and chain supers round three because we save them from round two that a hundred percent could be an issue um that kind of ruins the sudden death again uh a dev already answered questions about round three and the steamroll effect so it's i'm hoping when you say that you mean he's already said that you won't be able to steamroll round three hopefully it's an even steven trade again i think they're doubling down on the theme so if you start with no super energy or no power or you start with super energy and power either way it's the same thing it's just a race to a very trivial boss fight it's just a it's just a melt like and it's over like that the Vreek do you think that Destiny has a problem with misplaced RNG pain points leveling titles oh yeah 100% titles were a great idea poorly executed why RNG disrupts the flow and the progress um Yes, he said you should not be able to steamroll if you sandbag second round. Well, when he says you should not be able to, they also told us we shouldn't be able to melt the boss, so we'll have to wait and see. I you know, I I wonder what he means by that. How are they going to keep you from steamrolling? You know, does that mean you can't keep your super? You know, well, that 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 that's going to remain to be seen. Give eight players their super. Yeah, and again, just make it a trivial fight. You know, if he's not giving reasons as to why. That's why I capitalize should. Right, yeah, it should. It shouldn't happen, but it might. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. Because, again, they gave us assurances that melt wouldn't happen, and then it freaking did. So, and instead of actually making good on what they told us, they just punt and say, no, melting is fine. Um, they're, they're, They're not like interested in protecting the integrity of the game mode that they set out and described to us they're more interested in just you know no it's fine melting is part of the game now like that's just what you do you melt um 
So it's unfortunate. Uh, it's unfortunate. Where did this big guy go? What's going on? Oh, he's over there now. Um, yeah, he teleported on us. Uh, yeah, but the freak. Yeah, there's misplaced RNG pain points. 100% agree. Between titles and leveling, I just don't think they understand the identity of the game very well. I think it's. Conf- I think the identity of the game is confused and muddled. Um, having separate levels isn't confusing and muddled when your base, like your leveling, just kind of happens naturally. Oh, we have to wipe because we don't have a vent. Sasquatch. With the third round being changed to a boss rush round, do you think it will rise a new problem of forcing the hand of the team that loses the first round? The losing team will throw everything they can at second round and force a third and the other team. We just answered this. Yeah. Uh, Rain Dance. Why not have random rolls on all Destiny weapons like the Scathe Lock? Oh, like, this is exactly what I hope they talk about today. I will be, like, I will be grinning ear to ear and so happy if they say, we're bringing back a bunch of gear one gear with random rolls and you can chase those guns and do these things to get them. Like, if they, if they bring back importance of all these other NPCs and their loot pools, I'll be very, very happy. Mop Cop. I have, uh, I hope the season of the Drifter means just that. A season about the Drifter and not about Gambit. A lack of raid is crazy to me. I don't know if they ever did a season of all about PvP before. Will you personally engage with the DLC if it's not about Gambit, though? Well, okay, first of all, we need to correct what you're saying. Um, this seasonal idea is a new thing, so there's not a way for there to be a history of seasons always having raids. So you're creating a... I can't believe there's a season in these three seasons with no raid. That's never been a thing before now. So we need to be clear about that. You're 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 passively misrepresenting Destiny prior to now. Prior to now, you got a raid in Dark Below and you didn't get a raid in House of Wolves. And then you got a raid in um Curse of Osiris and you got a raid in uh Warmind, but those were just two DLCs instead of three. Okay, so keep in mind, like, this is a misrepresentation of what's happened thus far in Destiny. There has never been three seasons and three raids. That was, that's never been a thing. So, I want to answer your question now, though. I didn't want to, like, passively allow that narrative to to, to just go by unchecked, because that's just, that's not true. Okay, now, I don't know if they ever did a season all about PvP or PvEB before. Again, there's not been seasons before and they've not had this like three seasons in one year. So I agree with you. I hope it's not all about Gambit and I hope they do more than that. We've, I think we've kind of established that up to this point. So I don't want to belabor this point anymore. I've already kind of answered this question that I hope it's not wholly centered around Gambit because of the foundational problems with Gambit. Uh, Outlandry. Uh, or Outlandre or Andre. What if invading disabled the power slot but topped off super energy? I think it's much easier to army of one with power than it is with super. Right. Here's the thing. My concern there would be there are supers that are just undeniably super kind of easy to use. So again, I think there would just be like this low-key dumb meta that would emerge and people would just use whatever is like the best for multi-kills and they'd go over and have their overshield and pop their super and just wreck the joint. Then, alternatively, another reality that could emerge from that, another reality that could emerge from that is 
they could basically accidentally nullify invading completely because you'd go over and pop your super and people would just wreck your life with with their power ammo because even though they're randomizing you know the spawn rates it'd be really easy to call out where you are right because nova warp is terrible now and you know a lot of the supers have been have been hurt to a certain degree so it could turn into a the invading is completely and utterly pointless I don't want invading to go away. I think invading adds a sauce that is important, but I would be concerned that that would be damaging to the identity of Gambit. I want the identity of Gambit to change and be more about PvE, but that would be a complete retooling of the game mode entirely. I think invasion can be there. I think it needs to be centered around relics, and I think those relics should be different in how good and strong they are, and you got to kind of get good with them. A sniping relic, an explosive relic, and a melee relic. And what you do is you pick the relic before you go over and each relic comes with different degrees of wall hacks and overshield man those seekers were terrible they all hit that wall you have different you have different degrees of wall hack and overshield to keep each one imbalanced so the sniping relic would have way less wall hacks and way less overshield because it would be really really advantageous to kind of kill people from afar the melee relic would need to have a ton of overshield and a ton of wall hacks the explosive relic would be like right in the middle It'd be good, it'd be kind of generic damage, middle-of-the-road wall hacks, middle-of-the-road overshields, right? I think you're shooting the Nova before it hits the target? I didn't shoot it all there. I don't think I'm shooting. I'll have to watch, I'll have to watch on the next time I do it. I don't think I shot there. I think they're shooting the Nova, because it's a funnel. Um, maybe I am, I don't know. Anyways... I think that's how you change invasion. Invasion becomes more of a threat where they maybe get one or two kills. It's not super easy, but it's designed and balanced to where a good team can counter it. So there's that back and forth. They invaded with the melee. You got to kind of watch. They're pretty tanky. Let's take them out. Maybe you got to burn your super on them. Then you invade with the sniper. They're on the they're on the prowl. You know, they're maybe a way the game like clues you into which relic they come over with then you're tweaking then you're tweaking the relics the overshield and wall hack attached to each relic and you're leaving our precious weapons and our precious supers alone you're not legislating how our supers and our awesome weapons work because of one dumb game mode like I, you know, it's like so because of Gambit, we have to have like, and and again, Queen Breakers was broken and you know had double the intended aim assist. Um, so I mean, obviously that needed changed, but um, that is you know that's 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 definitely something that needed to have happen. But I do think I do think there's like a nature to uh, you know the balance of invasion that that needs to be looked at, and I think relics would be the best way to do it. Master Zonk, what exactly do they mean by sudden death? Could you please explain what you think? There will be no, there will be no invade. Well, I don't know about invading. There will be no moat collecting. There will be no blockers. You are trying to kill the boss. The boss is out. You kill him. Whoever kills him wins. Right? It's not sudden death because, I mean, sudden death is whoever gets this answer right wins. It's kind of like that. I mean, it is sudden death. They're gutting the main game and saying just kill the boss. Like it is. It's sudden death. Um, preferred Leaf. I don't know how many months that is, Leaf. I know you've been here a long time. It's not showing me a month count. Welcome back. And Wylan Waldo with 14 months. Welcome back. Um, uh, let's see here. Where am I going? 
Next question. Do you think the new pinnacle weapons are going to be as good as Luna's and, and not forgotten? No idea. I don't know. How would I base my prediction? I don't know. How would I even predict that? Mythological figure. Reducing the number of moats required to, uh, or increasing damage output are ways to level the odds when your fire team is disadvantaged by an idle player. What else can be done to compensate? Uh, kick them out and ban them. Bungie plays so soft. They play, they play softball with these losers. If you're like history of DDoS, permabanned, buy, account deleted. I don't give a frick. A, a patterned temp ban, right? If you if you have a pattern of AFK in the game and you get temp banned and you do it again and you do it again, get these people the frick out of the game. Why are you letting them play your game? Like get them out of here. Oh, we don't want to get rid of people. We want people to play. We want people to buy our, you know, buy our content. Why? Right? Like, why are you, why are we letting these people continue to play? It is not difficult to see patterns of DDoS. It just isn't. Ban them permanently. Don't let them, delete their account. They should be gone forever. Like... We play softball, and then we wonder why a streamer can't play quick play or comp without getting DDoSed. Because we play freaking softball with these these freaking losers. Bungie made the bed, dude. They made the bed. They played soft with DDoSers in D1, temp bans, and letting them come back. And they played soft with them in D1, and now they have literally, they literally are an infection in Destiny 2's PvP. Just... Every streamer, it doesn't matter who it is, every streamer cannot, cannot play PvP without getting dosed. It's just a joke. It is a complete and utter joke. And Bungie made that bed. If they would have started permabanning people way back in the day, deleting accounts, you know? Now, obviously, you don't want to, like, catch somebody in that net that may have been playing with somebody that's DDoSing and maybe they didn't know it. But come on, man. It's not that hard to catch. It just isn't. Pretending that it's difficult to know who's doing it is an insult to everyone's intelligence. Quit acting like you don't know who the guilty parties are. Get them the frick out of the community permanently. You keep playing softball with them, and they've already, to a certain extent, they have already cannibalized your PvP. They've already ruined it. Quit playing softball. Niji Wave. Given the near future explosions of games, shouldn't Bungie drop Joker's Wild with start of season six to maximize the spotlight moment? I don't know if that matters. Uh, green, uh, great hat. Uh, I wonder if this is a uh, that's some hat, Harry. Great hat? No, he doesn't say great hat. He says some hat. Do you think new bosses would help, or the nature of the fights should change? I already talked about the nature of the fights. The main issue. It's not the boss themselves. Okay, let's be honest. The boss is a prop. He's a freaking punching bag. It doesn't matter what he looks like. He could literally come out and look like Barney from Barney and Friends. It doesn't matter. The boss is irrelevant. He is a prop, a punching bag to be completely and utterly decimated in a matter of seconds. He's a non he's a, he's a zero. He's a nothing. So the boss being different doesn't matter. It's the mechanics that are the problem. There's no mechanics. So the boss is just this punching bag prop to be to be dismantled within moments. And it does. It has no. It has no matter what he is. Ogre, ogre, knight, whatever. You know, Oryx himself could pop out of a birthday cake 
and it doesn't matter if they if they don't change the nature of the health or well not the nature of the health but the nature of the fight because melting is just just what people are doing <clears throat> outlandry what if the invasion portal was always available invaders wouldn't have wall hacks over shields okay but that would keep it pvevp theme a bit more than the current flow rushing to 25 and invade Man, I don't know. It's that 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 could go. That sounds that could be freaking terrible, dude. I don't know. I think it would just turn into a PVP game then. Invade, get in a fight. Invade, get in a fight. Invade, get in a fight. I mean, you literally have people just going over and just doing nothing but but, but that. I don't I don't I don't think that's a good idea. And the train hit it again. Gee, mini. I don't think that'd be a good. Triton I'm a hardcore player, but I haven't played D2 in two months. Do you think Bungie is going to make the end game better? I don't know. I hope so. We'll have to wait and watch the vid doc. Amish Milkman. Previously, you made a point about how the Taken Meatball has shielding built into its mechanics and that those mechanics could be put into other primevals to make it more of a tug of war. Do you think this is something Bungie can easily do uh, with the system already in play? Uh, or would it break the melting or just end up being the same effect as the Fnatic fight? Um the fanatic fight oh with the immunity no i think people learn the rhythms like i think people learn the rhythms you know in the meatball fight when when to go for big damage and when to not right that's part of the finesse that's part of the intelligence of the player needing to kind of come in and land on the engagement so that you're 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 good at the game mode, right? You don't need to be good at the game mode right now. You just apply a melt strategy. You just go over and use queen breakers. Zero skill required. To do the two most influential things in Gambit right now require the least amount of skill in Destiny. Now, queen breakers is getting fixed, but that's part of the problem, right? Queen breakers is literally broken right now. Double the intended aim assist. You can shoot somebody's like heal and they die as they're running across the map. Just they're dead. You got them, kind of, but not really, right? Aim assisted everything for you. You're a good, you're a good player, right? You're a good player. No skill required. Melting a boss, no skill required. Save, stack your stuff, melt. Like that's it. That's all you got to do. It's, you know, and so somebody got the smile, the 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 some bad hat, Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaws. Uh, so, no, I don't think it would turn into the Fnatic fight where you get frustrated by immunity because I think the meatball fight, again, I'm highly critical of Gambit and I've played meatball fights that we've lost and I'm like, that was a good fight. It came down to the wire. It was really close. There was good back and forth. There was good intensity and you could chalk it up to like, I should have done this or I should have done that. Like Now, the overwhelming nature of invasions is a little too influential in that fight. So, again, invasion invasion rhythm meets looked at during, during the boss fight and they apparently are totally fine with people invading like constantly um you know i just the 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 meatball fight is where they should set their sights i i'm not the only person to suggest this this isn't like some out of left field idea a lot of people have said the meatball fight feels like an actual boss fight and it's it's more it's way more fun than melt we lost melt we won there's just not a lot of glory in it. It just isn't a lot of glory in it. It just feels like you're lighting a piece of tissue paper on fire and be like, look at that, dude. Look at that bonfire I built. You can build a bonfire. You build a tissue paper in a matter of seconds. Like, you just, woof, it's gone. Smack versus the world. Do we need Primeval Slayer buff? Why is it there? 
Um, you don't need it. I think a lot of the melt strategies at least wait till stack two. Um, some of the melt strategies that were kind of broken were, I think, they were doing it before stack two was even there. Um, I don't know. I haven't played Gambit in a while, but when we were playing stack 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 of one or two is pretty much all you needed to do a lot of the a lot of the broken strats. Um, so and again, the timing. It's just you if you both summon your primeval at the exact same time and you both invade and get like a kill or two it doesn't matter like the window of opportunity for rebuttal is non-existent when the boss is literally dead in seconds there's just there's no window for there's no window for anything it's like uh it's 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 just over before you can even blink and i don't that's why i think sudden death's just going to frustrate people are they adding a comp gambit? They're adding a pinnacle gambit with the code name Mamba, apparently, um, which makes sense because of the snakes. I don't know what the frick it's going to look like. Um, so, next question. So in the gambit change, uh, so in the gambit change, light versus light, can I invade and defeat another guardian with my super, or do they still have to be in their super when I defeat them? They made it sound like you can just defeat anybody uh with your super and it'll count is what they made it sound like i'll reread it to you right now okay they said that the triumph light versus light can now be progressed by killing any guardian using a super not just invaders this makes attaining the dredgen title less daunting task so you can kill any guardian using a super now does that mean they have to be using their super or you use your super to kill them so they can be invading or you can be invading. It doesn't matter. Um, but again, I don't I don't know. I don't know if they're... I got nothing for killing that guy. That was weird. Saving Annihilator. In regards to the shotgun... No, use your super. They have to be using their super. They have to be supering. We're getting conflicting uh, information in chat here. It's phrased really poorly. Killing any guardian using a super... So any guardian using a super is attached to the guardian. So you're basically saying you're killing a guardian who is using their super. It's super against super. What the, all they're changing is, um, it's not just invaders. You can invade and do it is what they're saying. So it's, it's not, they're not changing the nature of how you get it. It still needs to be super V super, but you can do it when you invade, which is a good change. Cause a lot of times you could probably go over and get a, and get a kill or two with your super instead of waiting for an invader. Okay. That makes sense. Saving Annihilator, in regards to shotgun changes, I know you've never been a fan of nerfs and wanting to enjoy the power fantasy. Why would you have called for and looking forward to shotgun changes? Because, okay, I need maybe I need to make an entire video about good power fantasy, okay? Good power fantasy is not when one piece of gear outshines everything, even outside of its own structure in the game. So shotguns are in tier two, right? Shotguns are in tier two. And rapid-fire shotguns outshining virtually everything in the game with the exception of, like, exotic power weapons. That's not good power fantasy, right? You 
you're basically looking at power fantasy and you're motivated by power and you know what most people say to me when I say these things are like inordinately stronger than everything else in the game you know what they say well no one's forcing you to use it Lono no one's forcing you to use it yeah that's true you got me there but it's power fantasy without power fantasy it's power fantasy with a narrow one dimensional structure of what's considered powerful like you're you're, you completely make everything one-dimensional when you let something just completely override the hierarchy in the game. Uh, yeah, I'll bring you in, Comatose. We'll pull. We'll go back to orbit after this one. Like, power fantasies when you start off weak, you end up strong, and in Destiny, you never feel like you're becoming strong. You always feel strong, so I never feel powerful. No, that's not true. I feel way stronger now than I ever have, and it's with all my endgame gear, all my endgame builds, all my my exotics complementing my supers and my strong weapons but like you have to understand rapid fire shotguns the reason that I had a problem with them is they break power fantasy you can't look at something that steps outside of the power fantasy and the power hierarchy and tell me well you don't have to use it Lono just use something else that's counter that is completely counter to the idea of a power fantasy. I should be able to farm for and look for really good strong builds and diversity within the endgame of Destiny, not be told one gun type, and within that gun type, one archetype within that gun type is literally the only secondary weapon worth using. Fusion rifles, no way they can compete. Sniper rifles, don't make me laugh. SMGs and sidearms, the frick? No. The, the entire like mid-tier weapon system is just like worthless, 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 eh, kind of good. Rapid-fire shotguns are like, hey, how you doing? We're basically as good as even power weapons. We uh, actually dole out more damage than most power weapons, more efficiently, faster. It's a whole lot easier to use us. How you doing? How you doing? We're rapid-fire shotguns. We're disrupting the entire power hierarchy in the game. I, It's... It just doesn't make any sense. And and you and people are like, "Oh, just buff the other weapons." You have to have a firm grasp on what's going on with 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 rapid fire shotguns when you say that. I'm not talking down to anybody, but consider this. All right, consider this. You can't just buff fusions to match what rapid fires are doing, and I'll tell you why. Rapid fire shotguns invalidate the entire rest of the gun type. Rapid fire shotguns are completely, completely invalidate every other shotgun type. Okay, so even within their own weapon type, they invalidate other weapons, okay? And then when you look at fusions and snipers, the way that they deliver damage, you would have to make them absurd. And again, you have to consider something. If the level of lethality and efficiency of those shotguns is basically on par with power weapons, you're breaking power fantasy. Well, buff fusions. You know you're going to have to buff fusions to basically be as strong as power weapons, right? To, 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 make, to make this equation work. you got to bring fusions up to the lethality of power weapons. Same with snipers. That completely dismantles the entire structure of the game when you do that. It's just, and I get it, like, speedrunners are mad, and, you know, people aren't happy because it's going to make it, they're not going to be able to do the things they like to do, and it's just like, bro, there, I guess you just want to use rapid fires for forever, and you don't care about weapon diversity, loadout diversity, power pursuit, role pursuit, 
you know, none of that matters. The entire, there's three tiers of weaponry in this game, and an entire tier of weaponry is rapid fire shotguns. You use anything else, and you're weaker. And again, the comeback of you can use whatever you want, no one's forcing you, you're not speaking to power fantasy when you say that. You're just not. You're basically admitting, yeah, power fantasy sucks, just use something that's weaker, Lono. No one's forcing you to use that. That's not an answer to the problem. What would you do to fix invasion? I already outlined this with the relic idea. RPG 071. Lono, I know this is a bit off topic, but after playing Anthem and leveling my character to 480, uh, and seeing how my power level does, does, does truly matter in that game, do you think Bungie could adapt the same power fantasy we all love? I gotta reread this. Playing Anthem and leveling my character to 480 and seeing how my power level does truly matter in that game, do you think Bungie could adapt the same power fantasy we all love? I'm going to quickly go through an idea I've outlined before. Okay? Power level doesn't matter in Anthem, though. Well, the power level doesn't matter, Milo, but it's representative of, 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 yes, it is. Yes, it does. When you hit 480, 490, that is symptomatic of the fact that you have enough mod components on your person that makes your health and shields ridiculously high. That that is that is that is definitely the case. Now it's not like oh I have higher gear score I do more stuff. The gear score is going hand in hand with your strength. The gear score is merely representative of like how strong you are at that point with respect to survivability. Uh, you can get ridiculously high shield and armor with epics, but th- again again Milo in a general sense when you're at masterwork level you have significantly more shield and health than you are going to have when you're at epic sure you're 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 proving the rule by coming up with exceptions to the rule you could go and try and get a bunch of epics to like really really push that number generally speaking if you have all masterwork mod components compared to someone who has all epic mod components without without like the best inscriptions and best rolls masterwork mod components automatically give you more health and shield yes that is true that's how it works that's literally how the system works you have to go outside of the norm and get specifically rolled epics to break what i'm talking about right you have to go outside the norm inscriptions are more important than anything else in anthem again you're proving my point you're going outside the norm listen to what i'm saying Listen to what I'm saying. When you get all Masterwork mod components, you are automatically stronger. You have more shield and health than you previously did. You're creating some fantasy land where everybody that's crossing over from Epic to Masterwork has all these god-rolled mod components where they're they're not that much stronger. You are massively stronger the minute you go from all mod components of Epic to Masterwork just because the base level change is you have tons of shield and health, okay? So, yes, yes, the power level of the character does matter because it's representative of your generic shield and strength in the game, okay? Stop getting off on rabbit trails about like, but in the minutia of the game, if you really get these conscriptions and you really get this and this and this and this, you can actually be stronger with epics. Therefore, it invalidates your power level mattering. That's not true. Your argument's not landing on what actually generally happens in Anthem. Now, to the question at hand, do I think Bungie could adapt the same power fantasies we all love, right? Well, yes. I think they could. I think they could say 
you want to go into the, you want to go into uh, the public space. You want to go into free play. What's it What's it called in this? It's not. It's not called free play. It's called. I just get. This is just called the public space. You're just going into like the like the planets, right? If I could go on to the EDZ, and I could su- submit and and I could I could set the difficulty of patrol to 650. Okay, when I do that, that could come with benefits. So the public events are way harder. The lost sectors and the adventures are way harder. And when you do that, you could tie that to bounties. You could tie that to a reward structure that opens up to you. So you're like, why do I need to be 650? Why do I not have really strong builds? Why do I need all this stuff, Lono? Well, when you have a really, really strong build and you got a good exotic and you got a great build and you feel really strong and you're 650, a whole new game opens up to you. All of a sudden, every NPC has bounties you can do at 650. You got to set the patrol to 650. There's adventures in Lost Sectors they're having you do at 650. You're playing content that is now at the difficulty and power that you are, and it's more difficult, and you're being rewarded in line with that. Now, really, really picture this. If they did this every season, okay, every season... Whenever they give a new power level, all of a sudden, 700's the new power level cap. All the NPCs on all the planets have that, like, waiting for you. It has it waiting for you. So you have... You have, uh... 700 bounties on all the planets. Weapons, armor, or maybe even cool things. Cool cosmetics, cool rank... You know, cool rank bonuses. You get tons of XP from those bounties at 700, and you're raising your rank with, like, you know, failsafe on Nessus. And there's cool cosmetics, cool ornaments, as well as, uh, as well as armor, and as well as guns, okay? The reason this is so important is the game is sort of like you're leveling, you're leveling, you're doing different things, and then all of a sudden, you hit max level, and the whole game changes for you. There's all these loot pursuits and cosmetic pursuits that are out there and available to you because you're at 700. And it's not just available to you, it's something that you choose to do. You're like, oh, I'm setting things to the 700 power level. That makes patrol, adventures, lost sectors relevant to you when you're max level, challenging so that it's actually enjoyable and not just like boring and mindless. And what that does is that creates this relevancy for the entire game, right? The entire game gets raised with you. Everything you're doing then matters. Every every loot pursuit, every planet, every loot, every loot pool has something potentially for you to chase. That's how you take that 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 difficulty spectrum from Anthem or Diablo or Division. These are other games that instituted a difficulty spectrum that keeps the entire game relevant. That's how you do that. Instead of now, you look at this map and none of the, none of the I don't need to do any of this. Every planet, six planets before Forsaken. There's six. And none of the Lost Sectors, Adventures, none of it matters. If it's the Flashpoint, you could do it for the Milestone, but who the frick cares about that once you're max level? You don't need it. You don't need it. Dreaming City and Tangled Shore makes it eight. Eight patrollable areas with eight loot pools and eight, like, Ada Bounties. If they're like the Ada Bounties, you can keep doing them. That's eight potential things a week that might interest you for the grind. Well, Devrim K doesn't have the old fashioned this week. Oh, but, oh my, look over here. I can grind for a god roll. There's a new pinnacle version that they that they brought 
uh, this season in the Dreaming City, and I can go grind the bounty from uh, from Petra, and and the Dreaming City's at 700. It's a little bit harder. It's a little bit tougher, but I'm I'm grinding to get this cool gun. You're basically looking at this entire map and you're going like this. You're like raising it. You're saying, okay, here it is. It's with you now. You're 700 and everything can be set to 700 and there's an actual tangible loot pursuit reason to freaking do that. So. And Milo, I do think you are wrong. Okay? I do think you are wrong and I'm going to say why. If you get an epic component with a god roll that boosts shield and health, and then you get a masterwork component that's a god roll for shield and health, the masterwork is better because it has a default bigger increase to shield and health before the inscriptions even hit. Now, you might push back and say, epics are a whole lot easier to get and farm over, right? Masterworks cannot roll that. That is why I'm right. Well, with the loot changes, no, I don't think so. Didn't they say with the loot changes that the masterworks, the inscriptions on components are going to be able to be that way? So you're telling me the loot changes are not changing this. Okay, so if Milo's right, then that's dumb and that needs fixed. That can't be how, that can't be, that can't be how it's intended. That's so stupid. Like, I get what you're saying, but that has to be an oversight. That has to be an oversight, dude. Why would they why would they not allow a masterwork to match the 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 inscription like the inscription strength and influence of of the uh of the epics? That seems kind of busted. I don't know. That seems kind of messed up. It's due to universal components. Uh, Silent says, do you think this uh, round of the annual pass is purposely light because of all the games coming out uh, by saving content and the season will be a whole lot next for next season? Yeah, I've said this in numerous Q&As that I actually feel like they're going to intentionally keep Season of the Drifter and Joker's Wild a little bit more thin and that Penumbra will be the biggest of all of them. The reason Penumbra will be the biggest of all of them is because they want that to be sort of the the springboard as they start like we'll springboard off of a really really good penumbra and then after we springboard off of that they'll start marketing whatever the frick's coming in September whether it's a DLC or another annual pass they'll have everybody's attention I think this will be this will be intentionally a little bit more scant I've said that numerous times I I don't and I think that's why they, they, they don't have a raid I think that's why they have it structured the way that they had so um so and guys, Milo has like a spreadsheet of all the possible inscriptions and he's done a lot of testing and number crunching. I think we need to be open to the fact that there might be some things. I mean, I'm open to the fact that there are mistakes in the actual component system. If Milo's right and you can get inscriptions on epics that are going to make your health and your and your armor significantly higher and you can't get those inscriptions on mod comp- um, uh, masterwork components, He's right. You could stack a bunch of epics that are god-rolled that end up making you actually have stronger shields and health than masterwork components because of the lack of those inscriptions rolling on masterworks. So he very again, he very likely could be right and I don't necessarily think that's how it's supposed to be designed. That could be an oversight by BioWare. Uh, Shooterman 
is the first up is this the first update we will see uh that will be free from activision input oh it'll be free from activision input if so it'll be interesting to see how the community views it good or bad well no it's not the first one that's going to be free of activision input this was designed this is already in the making <clears throat> before before activision was out of the picture i mean activision was out of the picture I think they knew Activision was going to be out of the picture for a while, but when they started promoting this and talking about this and talking about the annual pass and Joker's Wild and everything, Activision was still in the picture at that point. Uh, Rex says, I don't think getting rid of Invading and Gambit would do much. There would be even more of a melt because players would uh, have cl- um, can't have clutch moments to stop the melt. I think something needs to be done with the core of the game, not Invading uh not I invading however well I even said a little bit earlier I don't want them to take out invasion I want the new pinnacle version of gambit to not have uh to not have invasion and my reasoning for that is it should feel like a pinnacle pve environments where sure you're going up against another team but it's more about like the difficulty of the environment the difficulty of whatever's going on and not like and not about this, you're, you're, it's like a PvP game mode in disguise, right? Like, I, I think the pinnacle version of Gambit could completely deviate away from, it could deviate away from Invasion and still be uh, really, really good. Um, I, 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 I don't want to break the identity of Gambit, but I also think Gambit just needs to really move away from PvP being so influential. Uh, who is your favorite? Uh, Ikora Shacks, Cater Zavala. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna always go with Kate, even though he's not around anymore. Uh, Aristocrat. What type of change do you think could replace the invasion mechanic and make Gambit more PVE centric? I've outlined ideas before that I think they could do. I think they could do something more like a Tetris strategy, where there would be different ways of sending blockers or uh, or banking for buffs and benefits like team buffs and team benefits and there would be like symbols for those buffs and benefits so you could be like and this would take a long time to develop i think it would be a whole lot harder than like bank moats invade and melt right it's it gambit at its core is very simplistic and i'm not like taking a shot i think they had great idea on paper i think the the you know pivotal pinnacle strats are really making you know gambit kind of just turn sour okay now if the other team banks a bunch of moats and then instead of sending blockers, they instead of sending blockers, they're like, um, they they do a buff and maybe the buff is like team speed and uh, team speed and super energy and abilities is all like buff. So they run really really fast and their abilities and all that's going up. And you see a symbol on your screen like, hey hotshot, they're moving faster. You better get your feet moving. And you're like, oh my gosh. And you see like the little like, there's like three arrows to show that that's the buff they cashed in on. Well, you then at that moment would be able to bank moats to try to disrupt that or counter that. So there would need to be like, let's debuff them, let's buff ourselves, let's send blockers. Like people would come up with things that they think are like audibles or rebuttals to what the other team did first. 
So some people might just send over a bunch of blockers, and that's really disruptive. You may be like, oh, well, they're just sending blockers. Let's send blockers. Let's keep it simple. Or you may be like, blockers aren't that big of a deal. Let's do the one that gives us the rapid super. Let's give us the, oh, I got an idea. Let's do the one that gives us better damage, like doubles our damage, but we get less modes. Different different strategies and interplay would would like would would come would, would emerge and then people it would be more about countering and it would be more like a chess game every game would be different then some team might be like no we like doing the one where our damage is doubled and we get less moats because we feel like we can kill the really really big guys faster and they drop more moats so we actually if we do it right we net more moats like all these different strategies would would emerge and it would be more like a chess game now obviously people are like lono lono you know a meta would emerge sure but then guess what Instead of tweaking our guns and our supers, Bungie would just say, we've tweaked the rapid buff to be a little less influential. We felt like it was too strong, and that's all everybody was doing. We've tweaked the the slowing debuff because it was a little too influential, and everybody was using it, and it was, it was kind of putting the game into a rut, right? <clears throat> Prime, thank you for your uh, your, I'm sorry, cat. Thank you for your Prime sub. McDackery, you're one month away from two years. Welcome back. Um, because then it would be it would be way more about d- audibles and back and forth, right? Because you know you can't defend. There's always going to be a meta. It's always going to happen, right? But you can't defend Apex Legends silent like you were yesterday, saying, "Oh, there's always something to counter something that's really strong." Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna shove your argument right back at you, man. There's always going to be a counter then. They could always have a counter to a meta. If a team's going to dial in this meta and they're not going to send blockers, they're only going to do these buffs, you would have counters at your disposal. You could bank your moats and counter what they're doing to try to level the playing field or stop what they're doing. So there's always going to be a meta. I mean, sure, but again, if Bungie was was able to come up with counters and audibles so that you never felt like, oh, they're doing this, we better do it too. You'd, you'd have to empower the players though to know, like let's say for example, there's a debuff that slows them down, right? What, what you're doing with that slowdown wouldn't be as effective Oh, let's just make them slower. It would be less effective if they hadn't done the speed up buff. Does that make sense? If they pick the speed up buff and you do the one that like slows them down, well, that slowdown would be way more effective because they use the speed up. If they don't use the speed up, you'd be less likely to pick the slowdown because you're like, it doesn't, it's not as effective. It's marginally influential over like slowing them down. So when you do that, again, it's more about a chess game. You go up against teams that have things that they think, we think this is the best strategy. This is what we really like doing. This is what we're going to do. Now, the only real pushback to this is non-matchmade teams. Who gets to decide, right? How do you decide? How do you decide like what you're going to send over and do? The only thing I think you could do is in matchmaking, you would basically randomly pick somebody and say, hey, you guys just banked enough moats. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And then they could pick. Obviously, if you're with a team that's communicating, you would know, like, oh, I've got it. Yeah, 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 I'll pick it. Okay. 
that can make matchmaking kind of frustrating because you could be like, dude, why do you keep picking the freaking one that everybody knows is bad, right? You keep picking the slowdown one. The slowdown one's not good unless they pick the speed up buff. It could get a little too complicated. Um, so, Lono's turning manly PvP into chess. I just think you could basically structure to where you're making decisions and strategy choices that are more about more about a chess game and a back and forth than about bank invade kill bank invade kill melt that's it it would be bank buff we pick this buff go 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 oh they did the debuff okay bank 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 okay pick this one now pick this one now go 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 right and and then there would be more of a back and forth between the different teams and like response audible instead of what it is now what it is now is just like a like the name of the breakneck is perfect it's just this breakneck screaming cars all the way to a boss melt and all along the way it's just like the most minor mistake is the end of the game you know silent do you hope or think there will be something like niobe labs with an injection of content i still to this day love niobe labs and would love for them to be doing more content like that they need to be real careful with stuff like no niobe labs look now that the dust is settled niobe labs niobe labs is <clears throat> it's like watching an mvp player it's like watching an amazing football player do drugs and get kicked off the team you're like oh my gosh the potential just wasted that's what niobe labs is such a great idea such a great piece of content completely and utterly fumbled indefensible how they handled that now you can't defend what they did you can't like we're not going to give hints we're not going to give hints we're not going to give hints right you just spent 36 hours trying to solve it well we just opened up the forge Oh, well, for frick's sake. Thanks, I guess. Okay, well, we can get over it. Somebody will eventually solve it. We're not going to give hints. We're not going to give hints. Suddenly, on a non-blog night, on a Friday night, they're like, we're going to give a hint in an hour. Frick you. That was garbage. That was absolute garbage. That was a complete and utter disrespect of everyone involved up to that point. That was a joke. That was an absolute joke. And everyone's like, oh, you're jealous because so because they got it and you didn't know. It was a joke. There's you cannot defend the way they handled that situation. It was an absolute tone-deaf joke. It was stupid. So they have this great content, this lab, and they're like, look at this, this beautiful vase. Look at this. Whoops! Oh no! Shatters on the ground. Just terribly handled. Terribly handled. It has nothing to do with jealousy. I didn't even care at that point about who got it. It was a communal effort. The community came together. There was raid secrets. There was Twitter. There was Reddit. There was people bouncing from Twitch chats. And all of a sudden you're like, I got an idea, guys. What do you say after we already soured the experience and we unlocked the forge after all the people put all their hard work into it I've got an idea 
let's do a blog post on a Friday night when we typically don't do blog posts, and let's give people an hour warning about a hint. That seems fair. Doesn't that seem fair? Always people put all this time in and all this effort into solving it. This will be a really great way to respect the community's effort and time. This will be a perfect thing. I mean... And you wonder why people think, like, developers get into cahoots with content creators. Like, you wonder why people think that. Because, like, you you sp- you basically spoon-feed, like, a very small group of people the opportunity to be the hero. And you wonder why people think that developers are in cahoots with content creators. Because of crap like that. Like, you don't give anybody fair warning. I, like, I loved Niobe Labs. I really did. I thought it was so freaking good. And uh, it honestly, because Niobe Labs was so good, it made it worse. If Niobe Labs would have been like not that interesting or not that cool or not that mysterious, it wouldn't have mattered. But the content itself, the puzzle, like, they mishandled the puzzles, right? Like, Bro Saliende will always haunt us. It'll always be a meme in the community, like Bro Saliende. But. And I think people's brains were fried because I figured out the final puzzle a couple days later, but it was too late at that point. It was, we were just in this, this webbing in this forest of like, people tried that, people tried that, people tried that. So a lot of good ideas were just getting thrown over people's shoulders because it's like, no, that's already been tried when in reality it hadn't been. Um, so now the Twitter hint they released is not what I'm talking about, Frank. The Twitter hint that they released about the trees for Broseliende, that got us through it, right? And then the hint that they released on Friday was undeniably a giant slap in the face and a disrespect to everybody up to that point that had been trying to solve it. It was a, it was a total joke. It was an absolute and total joke. Uh, train. I had to play over 100 hours of Gambit to get the title, and now they are making it easier to get now. I feel that my time isn't being considered uh, by making it easier. How do you feel? Um, Listen, complaining about the arduous nature of a grind and something being kind of broken or bad, and then complaining when they decide to fix it, you don't get to do both, so choose a side. It was either well-designed content and a well-designed grind, or it wasn't. Which side are you on? You don't get to be on both sides. You don't get to say, dude, this is terrible, this is awful, it took so long, oh my freaking gosh. And then when they fix it, you can't be like, now hang on a minute. <laughs> you don't You don't get to do that. <laughs> you don't get to play both sides, man. Uh, you got you got to pick a side, my friend. And uh, I think fixing some of the grinds and some of the some of the way like th- to get titles, I, I think that that's totally and utterly legitimate. And you being the guinea pig sucks but at the same time like if it was a bad grind it was a bad grind they need to fix it right that's like people that made got upset about the the redrick's uh claymore and broadsword situation it's like oh i oh i get it you're gonna complain for an entire season about how bad the grind is and then when they they rectify those problems you're actually angry that they're listening to you that makes perfect sense thank you so much for your feedback like it just didn't make any sense Train. I also wanted to add, I feel like they did this with Ace of Spades also. People want to grind, then it's just made easier after we complete it and they want us to do it. Again, when the community is providing feedback about a bad grind or a bad pro- like pro- like system of progress, you have to know that sometimes that's going to happen and you're going to feel like they invalidated your grind. Like, I, There's nothing you can do about that. Soup can. Uh, can you talk about the loot chain? Oh, that's the anthem question that slipped through. Uh, silent. 
Do you still foresee a DLC for September? The more and more I look at it, and if Anon the Nine actually said this, I don't know if Anon the Nine said this. Anon the Nine said there's no DLC in September, okay? Whatever was planned for December, I I believe it was going to be the Taken Queen, and it was going to be us going to the Dreadnought. I believe that's probably going to be broken apart and given to us in an annual pass. I think that's the most likely thing now. I think the most likely thing is that we are going to get an annual pass that is essentially a a busted up version of whatever we were supposed to get in September. Um, and yeah, I think that's disappointing. And yeah, I wish that you know we were getting a full and substantive DLT in September. But I just kind of think that that's like unlikely at this point. If if Anon the Nine said that, if Anon the Nine didn't say that, then I'm still going to hold out hope that whatever they had designed for September was built enough that they can deliver it in September, and then the annual pass is is already being worked on. That's my hope. Is like they already knew what they wanted to do for September. They knew what they wanted to do for the Dreadnought DLC a long, long time ago. They like. They said that the end game credits was the order for DLC. So my hope is they already had September built out and fleshed out so that they were able to pivot and start making things for the annual pass that's going to follow it. Or again, they could have said, there's literally no freaking way we can do that. Just bust up the Taken Queen and use that as your annual pass. Um, so... And guys, I will be ending the Q&A session in 27 minutes. You don't have to go anywhere. If you want to watch the 8-minute vid doc, we're going to watch it here, dissect it, and talk about it. Uh, Chaos Prime. It's no secret Destiny is losing players daily, checking Destiny Tracker. Do you feel Joker's Wild without a raid will do enough to bring players like me back? Yeah. I mean, players like you, I don't know you, but it's enough to bring players back, and I'll tell you why. Raids are never focal point of, of, of the masses. It isn't. This is a standard and accepted uh, axiom at this point. People, people in in large in large masses in Destiny do not play the raids, so not having a raid is not like a black eye on the content. It it, it is it isn't <laughs> the the lion's share of the community doesn't touch the raids, so uh, you know the the amount of people coming back are gonna be like. Well, you know, I was going to come back, but there's no raid. Like, most people don't even think about the raids. Now, if they don't really, really streamline and fix leveling, then yeah, they're, uh, th- there's a problem there. I think you're going to really struggle to get back a ton of people because they're going to feel like there's literally no upward mobility. And if there's no upward mobility, then they're without upward mobility, they're, they're not going to feel like, oh, let's come back. So... Uh, them, them something king. Uh, you stated gambits to focus on PvP elements. What change do you think could be made to remove or reduce the focus on PvP elements? I have outlined an answer to this question numerous times today from talking about minimizing the impact of invasion by using relics and other things. So this question has already been answered. Johnny. Lona, with the new additional invader spawns and primeval rush for third round, standard gambit will be shorter and invasions will be more random. Is this enough to bring gambit back? In my talk, I asserted that no, the foundational nature of bosses being a joke and getting melted and invasions being too easy and too influential I still don't think those foundational issues are being addressed I'm open to being wrong but these don't seem like big enough changes In if anything I think the boss melt for third round is going to exacerbate the problem and and making invasions more random is only helping you not get killed right away 
it's not making it harder for invaders to have really, really good invasions. If anything, it's helping them. And that's a huge pain point in the game. Honestly, most Gambit games that are frustrating or really slanted or not that good, it mostly stems from somebody having a really good invasion. The getting killed right away thing was happening, but not nearly as often as somebody going over and just shellacking a whole team with freaking Queen Breakers or 1K voices. Aristocrat. Do you feel the D2's weapon categorization system, Kinetic Energy Heavy, was a successful change, or do you predict to see a return to D1 system in D3? This weapon system is arguably still terrible, right? Going from something that was going from something that was a dumpster fire to being like stabilized doesn't mean it's good. This weapon system is not good. It's still confused and muddled. It there are things in the weapon system that don't make any sense. There's so much there's so much weirdness and lack of representation and just oddities in the weapon system. You Listen, there's just, it's so simplistically beautiful when you say there's three tiers of enemies. There's trash ads, mid-tier mini-bosses, shield enemies, you know, majors, and then there's bosses. Three tiers of enemies. And then there's three tiers of weapons. Primary, secondary, and heavy. And they've taken that beautiful, synergistic, harmonious nature of Destiny, and they're like, yeah, but you can put a sniper in your primary slot. Isn't that cool? No, it's not cool. It doesn't make any sense. Why do I want to do that? Just put it in the freaking secondary slot. And why, what does that matter? Oh, but you can get an elemental hand cannon. Okay, so you took elemental primaries away in D1 because of imbalances in the game and the lack of elemental primaries made everybody use the same weapons. And instead of making all weapons have elemental, you know, elements on them to create more diversity in your loadouts, instead of doing that, We've now got this muddled and confused weapon system just all over the place. I just, it, you've got like some primaries here, some secondaries here, but then there's no fusions up here in the kinetic slot. So, and, and there's a couple of snipers and a couple of shotguns, very, very lack of representation of secondaries in the kinetic slot. So anytime you want to run a primary in the energy slot, your options get whittled down to like a very teeny tiny list. Oh, you want to run the orchid? You want to run uh, the tango? You want to run the trust? You want to run any of the primaries in this, in this secondary slot? this energy slot as soon as you do that whatever you want to equip up here you either go back to running double primary or you've got like this teeny tiny list of equipable items right and then like why not give us a true elemental primary system elements on primaries are not that influential do you really feel like a sudden god because you run kindled orchid no the only thing elements do in pve is pop shields that's it that's all they do so just imagine i could run the kindled orchid up here and then the threat level was down here with solar and then i had a thunderlord so then i would have void solar arc i'd have all three elements what's wrong with that why is that a problem what are you doing you're just enabling me to deal with shields a little bit more efficiently that's it and then and then you could have more loot diversity. Oh, you like Dragonfly? There's a handful of really, really cool guns now that can run Dragonfly. If you're sick of chasing Outlaw Rampage, we've got this gun here with Dragonfly. Oh, you want more perk diversity? Not a problem, not a problem. Here's an auto rifle with ignite rounds. Here's this with that. Here's this with that. You could have weapons that are going down the lane of the identity of raw damage. 
outlaw rampage and 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 primaries that go down the lane of like elemental damage and pick your poison and then on top of that they could add more modifiers that lean into the fact that you have three elements prism was such a cool idea it fell flat because you got a freaking kinetic so you have to like use your grenade for the one element you have missing like huh give us back elemental primaries go back to the beautiful simplicity of primary secondary and heavy and then do you want to know what you can do when you go back to the very simplistic nature of primary secondary and heavy the secondary system can work within a realm of damage output so what you could look at that and say is fusions are not landing where they need to land raise them up snipers are not landing where they need to land raise them up because they're all in the same category but you got this weird convoluted system of well if it's a kinetic it gets a crit bonus well if it's down here you lose the crit bonus but you have the element to pop shields and so it's just confusing about like damage output there's no standardized damage output for shotgun snipers and fusion rifles because it's all muddled and confused this is not a step forward. This is a step backwards. The system in D1 was significantly better, primary, secondary, and heavy. The only reason we ran to this system with open arms is because we, we were running out of the sludge and the mire of double primary. Oh, double primary. Let me get the frick out of here. And we're, we're sitting in like a tepid bathtub. Yeah, that feels better than sitting in mud, but it's still not good. It's not as good as it could be. I'm telling you, if they went with that system, applied random elements to all the primaries in the game, it could open up a whole swath of things. You could be grinding for an old fashioned from Devrim K, or you could be grinding for a Uriel's gift from Failsafe, and they could have new, cooler roles because they have elements on them, and they can have a different role in the game than Rampage Outlaw, Rampage Outlaw, Rampage Outlaw. You know, barrel stuff, barrel stuff, barrel stuff with a rapid fire shotgun, rampage outlaw, rampage outlaw. Like, really whittled down the power fantasy in this game. It's as flat as a freaking pancake. You go for guns that can get rampage outlaw, and you throw on a rapid fire shotgun, and you call it a day. That's it. That's your power fantasy. That's your power fantasy. And that's, pr- and again, Bungie did such a good job with Forsaken, but you can't forget we're still living in the shadow of double primary. We are living in that shadow. There are still deficiencies and problems in this game's weapon system, and you overlook them because it's like, dude, double primary was so bad, Lono. This is so much better. Yes and no. Stop the train for just a minute before you forgive or overlook these deficiencies and problems. Really remember how simplistic vanilla D1 primary, secondary, heavy with elemental primary. And that, that was just that simplicity was so much better and could have so much more built around it and within it to make the content around it more unique and hard through modifiers and, and different challenges through the enemies themselves, as well as perk diversity and perk depth and perk power. So. I'm super passionate about that because this game is driven by loot pursuit and the whole loot systems being held back. Why are you asking for nerfs, Lono? Rapid fire shotguns are disrupting loot incentive because they're a one size fits all weapon, right? 
kinetic shotguns and sniper rifles what the frick no it's disrupting loot incentive it's not a clear this is what this does this is what that does it's just all over the freaking place they've got to sharpen the focus on what is supposed to function as a primary a secondary and a heavy work within those power structures make legendary heavies way better grenade launchers and rocket launchers and linear fusions are garbage in pve make them significantly better and then when you do that this is what you do we've got heavies we've got secondaries we've got primaries and you just dig down in that identity how is this weapon supposed to function you dig down perk diversity perk power pinnacle rolls things to chase and then you just start putting that crap in the game oh i'm gonna grind uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go to mars man uh Anna Bray's got a really, really good version of the of the of the Winter Wolf. It's there's a pinnacle version of it that's freaking awesome. Right? It's got void on it. And if I do enough damage with void, it adds a suppression field and like a miniature tether. It's super cool. It's it, it's that it truly is that simple. It truly is that simple. Just use what's already there. It's just gotta be more streamlined and more more apparent that there's both loot pursuit in the game. Nobody knows what they're supposed to do when they get to max power because nothing changes and there's no there's no loot pursuit. Ada's bounties are the key. You take Ada's bounties, you put them in every NPC in the game, so they all have intentional loot grind every week that rotates every week that rotates and then you simplify the weapon system so it's clear what you're supposed to chase and that and that enables them to do more perks and more power within those identities of those weapons and if it breaks pvp i don't care because that's not the focus right now the focus right now is giving you things to chase so you keep playing that's what matters uh noxious key what if they made a raid where players have to defeat a raid boss as others invade and the fight goes on until they defeat the boss? I This sounds terrible. Like, I wouldn't want to do this. I don't want to go into hard PvE content that is by its very nature, you know, frustrating and hard and have some some doucher coming in hitting me with a freaking play of the game. No way. I would hate that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to engage with that content. Now, a bunch of people might. There might be people in chat like, that sounds awesome, Lono. I think it sounds terrible. <laughs> I think it sounds terrible. I would never I would never engage with that content for very long. Um, so. <clears throat> Borquin. I like the idea of Gambit, but Destiny already needs a balanced PvP and PvE. Now Gambit also. You think Gambit's an example of biting off more than Bungie can chew? I mean, I think it just go. It just, it just, it's part of the nature of having a game that has a, a muddled identity. As soon as you have player versus player environments, your power fantasy, your roles, your strengths, your weaknesses, your your abilities, your your supers, your guns, all of it, all of it is is attached to an anchor and problem it's like it's just it's so easy for those cool things to get just drug under the water because you 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 have player versus player environments and people will always take the path of least resistance so that's why metas exist the minute people deduce what the best weapon is what the best build is what the best super is that's what everybody's gonna run and you can never blame the player for that ever you can never blame the player for that the minute you look at the player and you blame them for running the meta, you're looking at the wrong freaking person. You're looking at the wrong freaking person. It's not their fault. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to. Uh, Crows. 
Do you see Bungie bringing anything truly innovative in the next content, or will we have to wait another uh, for uh, way longer for the break from Activision? I, there's just no way for me to make predictions about this. This is just so impossible for me to speak to. Uh, Fuzzy Man Peach. <laughs> Easy now, Fuzzy Little Man Peach. <laughs> Holy frick. <coughs> That's a. Uh, that is a reference to the mighty Boosh. Uh, do you think exotic class items will ever come back? I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. Um, that I don't think that's needed. It'd be cool, but it, what's needed right now is like influential loot pursuit and diversity. That could help with that, but I mean, I'm not gonna, dude. I'm not gonna put a. I'm not gonna put a bunch of stock in that right now. Uh, bearded warrior. What changes in Outlook do you think we can expect from Bungie now that we have moved away from the terrible Activision overlords? More D2 content or moving on to D3? Well, I mean, I'm going to quote some Luke Smith at you. He said that the the majority of the people at Bungie are focusing on how to continue the story and the experience beyond what they're already going to deliver to us. So I think at a conceptual level, they have been working on, on D3 but they're also maintaining annual pass and rounding off D2, right? So that's a super generic answer, but like, that's essentially it. That's essentially it. They're, they're essentially doing that. They're, they're going, they're going along the road while I think they're like having a conversation about D3 and conceptually like saying, okay, this is what we want to do. This is, this is like what, okay, you guys over here, you guys are in charge of this. What what do we need to do? Because this is this is the this is the, the pitfalls of the content that you've developed and the pitfalls of what you've developed. How can we get this game in the next iteration to be more like a long game RPG game as service game? Chesco two thousand five Gambit is an okay game mode, but I feel like it is not enough PvP to satisfy that group of people. The PvP aspect makes folks cringe. Uh, makes PVE folks cringe. How do you change Gambit to satisfy both, or do you just abandon the PvP aspect? I think I've outlined enough ideas that could potentially satisfy everybody. Um, I don't think PvP people are ever going to be truly satisfied with Gambit. I feel like PvP folks get burned out on PvP and just go over there and kind of beat people up because it's way easier uh, to get kills and multi-kills. So, but you know, but I'm not worried about turning off folks that, that, that are looking for PvP. I'm not, and I'll tell you why. If you want PvP, go play PvP. Gambit's supposed to be something different. So if like the PvP guys are like, man, th- it was so it was basically like a PvP game mode with some moats involved, and now it's not. That's fine. Like as far as I could tell, when they initially, if, when they initially uh, put it, you know, rolled it out and, and like pitched it to us, it didn't seem like it was going to be this huge PvP game, and that's all it feels like right now. Uh, Dan Papa says, As someone who enjoyed Gambit, I do like the changes they are making. However, do you think nerfing the amount of health returned to the boss could be a good balancing point? Oh, I don't know. I mean, the, the boss fights rarely last that long anyway, so that, does, that seems like a moot point. They're just they're melted into ribbons within seconds, so I don't even think that's an issue right now. Chaos Prime. But doesn't Trench Barrel have a huge problem uh, to play with that? Would Rapid Fire be as powerful if Trench Barrel was removed? No, it's not Trench Barrel. Uh-uh. Nope. You can use a Badlander. Get yourself a Badlander. And this thing is undeniably out of the box better than virtually every secondary weapon in the game. It just is. You throw on a fusion, it's gonna it's gonna struggle to keep up with the Badlander. 
you throw on a sniper I mean there's almost no context to really use snipers but like, it's not going to keep up with the Badlander the only guns that come close to keeping up with rapid fire shotguns are the Prometheus lens and the cold heart because their ammo economy is good and their effective range is far so you can just kind of lay waste but those are exotics so like you even hear what I'm like listen to what I just said the only guns that seem to keep up with the speed and efficacy of a rapid fire shotgun are exotics so it's like that's the problem trench barrel is in the mix of the discussion but if you remove trench barrel tomorrow rapid fire shotguns are undeniably just they're in another realm they're not they don't land in the game's hierarchy of power they're outside of it they're outside the bell curve they're anomalous why do you think they're used for pretty much everything Outland, uh, Outlandry. What if immunity phases were introduced to the boss? Mechanics have to be phased uh, past before immunity is lifted. Literally said this is what they needed to do. I mean, I already said this. That's what the meatball shield is. So you either weren't here for that or maybe you missed it. I Like I literally said, right now the easiest thing they could do is just apply the meatball shields, like those things that come up and make him immune, to at least stagger the boss fights more than they are now. Mac 2099, isn't this change already broken? The winner of the first round will be able to save their supers. We've been told that they shouldn't be able to steamroll. We'll have to wait and see if that's actually true. Benja, Bungie said that in the third round of Gambit match, they uh, they won an even field for both teams. I really think that can be uh, cheesed with saving supers. Identical question to the last one. It seems they've given us uh, assurances that won't be possible. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Bird of Words, what if both teams got spawned into the same arena? with one boss for each team Uh, that's another game mode so I don't really care to comment on that because they're not going to do that and that's not what Gambit is Uh, Valduvius I love the idea of Gambit as a game mode assuming Bungie upholds removing the ability to melt bosses should they also retool invasions uh, such as the invaders cannot gain access to the premium I'm not going to read the rest of your question I've already answered this numerous times about the the nature of the boss fight being too crazy and too melt and the the nature of invasion like so even your iteration on the idea is just not worth really visiting right now because I've talked about it enough that people know what I think ice cold excuse me do you think solo players will be less inclined to play Gambit uh, than before? It was already hard to play solo, and the changes, it seems like it'll be even harder. It does seem like really organized teams are going to win the day, but that's kind of the nature of the game mode, so I don't necessarily feel bad about that. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Um, game modes that are built around team synergy, uh, teams are going to have an advantage. You can't really... You can't delete that from the identity of... You can't delete that from the identity of of team-based game modes. A team will have an advantage. You can't minimize that that much. Cuz if they're if they're melting the boss and you're trying to melt the boss and they're together and you're and you're with a bunch of randos, you're just by the sheer nature of what's going on going to be at a disadvantage. Uh Rex, the meatball fights annoying for a lot of players in return to this. I think they should make invading less during that time. I already addressed this. Yes, I think invasion during fights, especially if they elongate the fights with mechanics, you don't want to have that much invasion. I agree. Uh, Bumble 17. Have we blown the Queensbreaker linear fusion rifle problem out of proportion a bit? Surely it's okay for an exotic weapon type to excel in a particular game mode. If you read the... uh, I accept that the uh, double the intended aim assist is a problem. Well, then then no, we haven't blown it out of proportion. You literally are disagreeing with your own... (laughs) Your own assertion is being disagreed with in your very question that's being submitted. How do you blow double aim assist out of proportion? Like, how do you blow that out of proportion, my man? Like, come on. You... You can shoot him in the foot 
and it counts as a crit and they die because the aim assist is double what it was supposed to be how do you blow that out of proportion now what about linear fusions loan are we blowing that out of proportion i don't know it's a relationship between the ease of use of a really really good crooked fang and wall hacks there's an interplay there so I don't want to see linears messed with. It's the nature of invasion. I can't stress that enough. That's why, that is why I keep focusing on doing relics instead. Relics could get tweaked. She overshield and wall hacks could be tweaked, and you could leave our precious weapons alone. Goodness gracious, linear fusions aren't even that good anywhere else in the game. Like they're basically not good anywhere else I've got a god roll crooked fang it doesn't hold a candle I can use a god rolled grenade launcher with spike nades and get better results than I get with the freaking crooked fang in most boss encounters in most boss encounters there are probably environments where the crit damage from the crooked fang would be preferred but in most boss encounters a really good spike nade is going to output more damage quicker so I can get back to doing other things like grenades, super or get out my rapid fire shotgun (laughs) Uh, what would you add to gambit if you had a chance to already answered this Uh, so right now winning 2-0 or winning 2-1 has no difference alternatively uh, losing 2-0 and losing 2-1 has no difference problem here is pushing the game to the third round doesn't benefit the winning or losing in terms of rank point game especially in the final rank where if you lose you gain or nothing how would you circumvent this give more rank to both parties for going to the third round I believe that sudden death is there to ease this situation honestly well, I don't think they want you to get to the third round and groan. You get to the third round and you're like, this will be over pretty quickly, right? That's the whole point of doing sudden death. Now, getting to the final rank and not getting any, um, you don't get any any experience points when you're like legendary or whatever is one of the dumbest decisions they've ever made. My reward for getting to legendary rank with Gambit and whatever it's called, uh, Valor? is Oh, Infamy. It's called Infamy, isn't it? You don't get any! Like, that's my reward for getting to the highest rank is to feel like my efforts are futile unless I win? That's terrible. You, that's terrible. Welcome to the highest rank. Thanks for being here. Now your experience is going to suck. Like, it just seems really, really bad from a design standpoint. Hypothetically, uh, if this is really all about Gambit, could this be a throwaway DLC? Uh, I don't know about throwaway. Let's watch the vid doc, which we're going to watch in two minutes. Tell you what, we're going to let that be... Uh, the last question because the next couple of questions are asking me f- to riff on ideas and ex- and, ex- and expound on things and we're going to buck up against when this when this video hits so we're going to watch the video together and discuss it and talk so don't go anywhere if you like the, the dialogue and the interactive radio show feel don't go anywhere an easy way to support what I do if you're liking the content and liking the back and forth click the follow button that's the heart button that's an easy way to uh, come back and enjoy this type of content anytime you want if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube a free and easy way to support me is to click the like button and subscribe on YouTube and as always I appreciate you watching and listening to all of my content please like, share and subscribe